Hi, thanks for tuning in to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. My name is Lindsay Cavett. Thanks for being here. You're about to listen to Lori Greenberg Fogel. This was Lori's second time being in Expressing Motherhood. And this is her bio that she wrote. It says, Lori Greenberg Fogel is still trying to figure out what she's going to do when she grows up. In the meantime, she writes, does the occasional stand-up, works at a ride-share startup for kids, bakes and loves on her family. She lives in Culver City with her two kids, amazing soon-to-be wife and too many cats. And here is Lori Greenberg Fogel in Expressing Motherhood. Sometimes it starts the week before. I find myself slip away a bit. Not really a depression, more like melancholy. I don't want to feel this way. It's my birthday. I'm supposed to be happy, right? Instead, I'm an anxious, hiding, waiting for it to be over mess. I don't want to admit to the sadness and emptiness I feel about the day I was born. Feelings of loss and abandonment as a baby given up for adoption. Searching for a mother who wasn't there. Quickly followed by feelings of gratitude and guilt for the mother who was. Feelings I try hard to avoid, but they're never really gone. When I was pregnant, I read everything I could find to prepare myself. I learned that I should plan to breastfeed immediately after pooping on the table, (laughs) how to pretend I wasn't going to poop on the table, and to never let my spouse watch the baby crown if I ever wanted to have sex again. (laughs) I also learned that while I was pregnant, my unborn baby would know my voice would recognize me by smell and sound and how important this, along with touch, would be immediately upon my birth. The more I learned, the more I started to think about my own birth mother. Did she and I share morning sickness and acid reflux? Did I have constant hiccups or poke her in the ribs as much as this baby did? Did she crave Oreos and Philly cheesesteak sandwiches? While in the hospital cradling and nursing my newborn, I suddenly wondered about who held me during those first critical moments that I had read were essential to a newborn's development. I recently connected with my biological family, and I learned that my birth mother was not allowed to hold me, or see me after I was born. She never got to hold me, smell me, let me hear her voice. My adoptive mother explained that it was a full week before she and my dad were allowed to even see me. One week. For one week, was it true that I was not held or touched, except to be fed or bathed or changed? Did anyone soothe my newborn cries or just cuddle me? My joy of becoming a mom quickly uncovered feelings of loss I hadn't felt before. My adoption, like most, was a gift for my parents. My arrival into this new family was a happy celebration, but I often felt a little like a commodity. Adopting me was just the thing for my parents who had lost their firstborn only three months before. I was supposed to make everything better A nice sentiment, but a lot of pressure for a newborn. But still, from the start, I knew this was my job. Even though everyone knows babies can't have jobs, there's laws about that. (laughs) Nonetheless, I worked hard, and most of the time I was exceptional, employee of the month material. I made things so much better that within six months, my mother was pregnant with twins. (laughs) But every year, just before my birthday, I find myself lost somewhere between the mom I had and the mom I lost. So a few years ago, I started the search to find some healing. Through the magic combination of legislation, the internet, and DNA tests, I've started to heal. Once upon a time, there was a young girl who fell in love with a young boy and made a choice. Then that young girl was left alone to grow me from nothing and suddenly disappeared, 
when decisions were made by others to make her life and mine, but let's be honest, their lives better. I'm in the middle of this journey, learning a new part of my story. And here I find compassion, empathy, and forgiveness for a young girl who wasn't really given any choice at all and probably shared in my sorrow each year. This is the painful part of adoption we quickly overlook. And instead, we point to a million reasons why adopting a child is a beautiful gift and how we should all be so grateful and how lucky we are. And I am lucky, but I'm also sad. And I thought it was my job to never tell anyone, especially my parents who I love, because my birthday was one of the best days of their life. Now as a mom, I understand this much more. My kids' birthdays are two of the best days of my life. Their ar arrival into my life makes my life better, but my joy is not their job. They suck at jobs. <laughs> they can't do basic things like make a bed and not pee on a seat. How can I possibly expect them to fix what's inside of me? I don't. I'm still lost between being happy for what I have and longing for what I missed, but my birthday means more now because it made it possible for me to become their mom. Thank <laughs> you.